Today's message comes from 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 11. And it reads, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief, surprise you like a thief. For you are children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep at not sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Today, my friends, I want to talk from the subject of staying awake. And whether we realize it or not, seasons do change. The weather change, which is part of the seasons. People change just like the weather. And life changes. And life is constantly changing whether we're taking uh, taking responsibility for those changes in life or not, it is still changing all around us. And although as believers we are called to be faithful to our perspective callings and the direction of God, we must remain open to the constant changes that are going on around us. And here's the reality of the changes, my friends. We may not always like changes that are happening around us. However, even in the midst of being aware of changes going on around us, whether in the weather, within ourselves, with people, God is still calling us to remain focused. God is still calling us not to be swept away in all the changes that are going on around us, especially those changes that are not beneficial for us as it relates to life living. And you have to determine how that life living is supposed to be. However, we can't always embrace or always gauge changes in our life based on things that are written. And and it it is told in this particular text Uh, about Paul to the church at Thessalonica, he is telling them that everything that is written you may not get. And matter of fact, there's some things that you need to get that may not have been written. In other words, I I gauge Paul as, as telling the church at Thessalonica, sometimes you just have to use common sense. 
You know the teachings and you know and you've heard about the end times. You've heard about how things were going to be changed. You may not have everything A, B, C, D, E, F, G, so forth and so on of how these things are going to unfold. However, Paul is encouraging and challenging them to be aware. Be observant of of things that don't feel right. And you know that old saying, chances are, if it doesn't feel right, chances are it ain't right. My mother used to tell me, she said, birds of a feather have a tendency to flock together. If you're in a crowd and it doesn't feel right, it's probably, that's probably your cue to exit. It is probably your opportunity or God is giving you this opportunity uh, to either exit or to do the right thing. I think many times, my friend, that even in the midst of living and being awake, I think we sleepwalk a whole lot. And I'm not talking about in, in, in the medical sense of sleepwalking. I'm talking about being a part of something or being at a place and not being aware of what is going on around you. Or you just choose not to do the right thing when God is calling you to do the right thing. Sure, we may experience some hard times and sure we may feel a, a little uptight about standing up for what is right, even in the midst when we may, even in situations where we might be the lone wolf. However, even as Paul is telling the church right, right here in Thessalonica, you are not like everyone else. Matter of fact, you are a peculiar people. You are called to go against the grain sometimes. Sometimes you're called to be the voice of reason, even when it seems like there is no voice of reasoning. And I think it is very imperative for us to heed these words right now. Yes, he is kind of alluding more to the the end times in this particular text, but I, I think it is very relevant for us in our times because we see so many things that are happening all around us. I am of the church. I love the church. I, I believe that the church is God's best hope for downtrodden humanity. However, because I am part of the church, I am very critical of the church. I support, I employ, I encourage the work of these organizations and these agencies that are doing great things in our community. However, my friends, the work is supposed to be done more so by the church. We are the hands and feet of Christ to do the work. But I think that we are, again, sleepwalking or we're falling asleep at the wheel. And because we're falling asleep at the wheel, we are literally driving people in the ditch. Or we're driving people away from the church. And I don't, I don't buy the argument that people have given up on the church or they don't want to, to, to be connected to the church. I believe the church has become very lackadaisical and lazy 
in the way that we do things. And, and I'm not talking about central per se. I'm talking about the universal uh, global church because, yes, we know the great things that we do here at Central. I see it every day. However, as a universal church, we're not stepping up. We're not awake to the problems that, that are going on in our communities. It's so easy for us to get on the soapbox and get on Facebook and we can rant all day long. But it's another thing to be the voice of reasoning. To be a hopeful voice in situations where there may be hopelessness. My friends, God is calling us to stay awake. There are people who are, are hurting in our community. There's homelessness. There, there's, ho- there's, there's poverty. There's so many things that are going on right here in the Florence area that we as a global church, we're not doing the very best that we can do. Again, I see what Central is doing. I, I even, to kind of throw something out there, the Bread Brigade, every Saturday they're out there, they're doing great work, and there's so many other ministries in this church that continue to do the great work. But again, as a universal church, we're taking the low ground. We're becoming more judgmental. We're becoming more self-centered. We're becoming more focused on our pretty edifice, our great buildings, that we're forgetting the needs of the people. Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica that you are not to be caught off guard or, or, or let these end times or the things of the end times and the things that are going on, it is part of the end times. It is prophetic. It is not a surprise that we have poverty. It is not a surprise that we have homelessness. It's not a surprise that we have backbiting and so many political unrest and everything else that's causing us to be divided. But because we should not be surprised, because these things have been prophetic in the word, if you're reading your Bible, you would know that these things are not a surprise. Because we should be aware of these things, we likewise should be compelled to do something about it. John Wesley said that personal holiness, meaning your relationship with God, should compel us to social holiness. It should compel us to want to help our brothers and sisters. It should compel us to want to be more loving. It should compel us to show compassion and grace and mercy where those things are needed. But again, we're falling asleep. In fact, I dare to say that we're becoming more like the world. I, I hear conversations or I'm part of conversations almost on a weekly basis where people are telling me why they're leaving the church, especially our younger folks. Contrary to popular belief, and me and Sharon have had this conversation many times about what is going on in the world, we don't want to look like everybody else. But what is happening, the church is compromising. And the church is trying to look more like the world. And I hear young folks say that we don't want the church to look like the club. 
If the church looks like the club, we don't need to go to the church. We'll just go to the club. We just want the church to do the right thing, and we want the church to do it right. Dare to be different. Even when people are criticizing us as the church, we are still dared to to keep the faith. Yes, we have different theological beliefs and different dogmas and, and different debates. We, we, we accept and we embrace reasoning where we can have holy conversations and we can agree to disagree. However, the ultimate goal is for us to lead people to Christ. The ultimate goal is to give people an opportunity to believe and accept salvation and know that it is the right thing one of the great things that i love about the united methodist church we don't use scare tactics we can talk about heaven we can talk about hell all day long we can contrary to many denominational beliefs we do believe that however we tend we we want to talk more about love we want to talk more about enhancing and growing your spiritual formation. Those things that are going to help you stay awake. Those things that are going to compel you to want to help your brothers and sisters. Those things that keep you up at night when you know that things are not right. My friends, we're called to stay awake. Not to fall asleep at the wheel. But here's the good news, my friends. We can start over. We can pull our car out of the ditch with the help of the Spirit. We can get back on track. We can start driving the way that the Lord is calling us to drive. If we do those things consistently and if we're intentional about doing those things for the sake of Christ, when the end times come, although we're in the midst of it, it's already going on. Although it's not completed, it shouldn't catch us off guard. And not to go off into a tangent, even talking about the end times, I get excited. I, when I was younger, I used to be afraid to read Revelation. Now when I read Revelation, I get excited because I have the hope. I have the great hope about when the Lord returns. That way, I want to continue to do the things that are right right now. Again, just like Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica, when those things come, you will not be caught off guard. Do the right thing while it is right. And the right now time is right now. God is calling us to wake up, to stay awake, to be alert, to be aware, to stay focused, dare to be different, and dare to believe what you believe even when others are not believing what you believe. I think about the apostles and the early Christians, more specifically in the second century. Many of them became martyrs for the faith. They were by far the minorities, but they dared to hold on to their hope by faith. 
They dared to, to believe in, in, in Jesus Christ and they dared to do the right thing. A small remnant of people, a very small remnant in the second century. And here we are now, 2017. Wow. Christianity is the largest religion, and I use that word lightly, religion in the world. From a small remnant of people who literally started in an upper room in a house in Jerusalem, and they started moving through, hiding and and running, but they still dared to believe and dared to do the right thing. They stayed awake. They nurtured one another. They encouraged one another. They uplifted one another. But they also held each other accountable. Yes, this message might be a little critical, but I'm of the church so I can talk about the church. It's like being a part of your family. You can talk about people in your family, but nobody else can, right? I want us to be the difference that we want to see in the world. We are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Again, we applaud those organizations and agencies that continue to do a great job in our community, but it's time for the church to step up. It's even time for us to move beyond the walls of the church. That's not to make light of the great work that we do here at Central, but we are not the church in and of itself. We're connected to a more broader church. I'm not saying go out there and start chastising other churches, but again, be the difference that you want to see in the world. Form those ecumenical relationships with other people, from people, with people of other churches. Let them see what God is doing through you. Be contagious. In what you do and what you say. Again, my friends, stay awake. Stay focused. Be aware. Be observant. And here's the great thing about all of that. We are not alone in the process. God is with us.